The Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM. The 4th of February is World Cancer Day. And to mark it, the Celiac Society has published a guide on eating to reduce the risk of cancer. Now, this isn't just advice for, for people who are celiac, it's it's for all of us. Sarah Kyo is a registered dietitian and nutritionist and she joins me. Sarah, good morning. Good morning, how are you? Good. I was quite pleasantly surprised to discover that coffee was on the list, but I'll get to that in a while. <laughs> there are certain things we should all do in our diet to reduce our risk of certain cancers. It seems obvious, but let's go through them. Fruit and vegetables, protein, fibre. Basically, a good, healthy, balanced diet. Well, that's it. I mean, there's there's a reason sort of healthy eating guidelines are what they are because, you know, over the last sort of 50, 60, 70 years, as we look at kind of food and nutrition and what we need, they see they tie in then when we are getting the good nutrition that we see reduction in cancer as well as other things, heart disease and all the rest. And, you know, we know that people with undiagnosed celiac disease are at a slightly increased risk of a couple of different kinds of cancer. So one of the reasons why we need people to get diagnosed if they think they have it. Um, but for everybody and for all of our members, um, we're talking about looking at nutrition and health for cancer. Um, and it's as part of our Minding Me gluten-free course that we run for members at the start of every year. Meat versus fish is always the argument. Which is healthier to eat? More meat or more fish? To be honest, it's it's about balance with it. Sometimes, you know, when it comes to nutrition, we love to nearly point at one food and go ban that completely, but we actually don't need to be that extreme. So red meat is absolutely fine as part of a healthy diet. Um, but what the World Cancer Research Fund is telling us is to keep it to maybe three times a week. So we want to keep it under sort of 500 grams um, of cooked red meat a week. So you go a little bit lower on that and that's absolutely fine. Fish, however, does have tremendous benefits. And we do know that people who eat um, a little bit more fish do have a slightly reduced risk of cancer, particularly colon cancer, compared to people who don't eat any fish. So what's a lovely thing to do is bring in your fish, you know, your fish on a Friday or get your fish in twice a week, um, you know, instead of maybe some of the red meats that you might be eating. But also we know there's huge benefits to having some vegetarian-based meals as well. So your beans and your lentils and your pulses are fantastic. Yeah. So it's really kind of not always focus on the red meat and mix it up a little bit. Mm. There was a time when we were told that we should limit our intake of eggs, then an egg a day was okay. Now, as someone who eats a lot of eggs and enjoys them, what is the story with eggs? So it's, it's a funny thing. People often say to me that, you know, dietitians or nutritionists are always changing their minds. And in the 30 years I've been studying and working in nutrition, the one the one change has been eggs. So I know when I qualified as a dietitian, it was kind of we were talking about four eggs a week. These days, we know about seven eggs a week is absolutely fine. So that's kind of where we would look with it. And um, from a cancer point of view, we don't see a cancer risk really with eggs. But we do see around kind of heart disease and heart health would be one of the factors that we'd look at kind of with eggs. So your egg a day is absolutely fine. Okay. Fruit and vegetables, nuts and seeds. Now, people watching their weight will be told that those almonds are not good for you. But at the same time, they are good for you for other reasons. So I would say two things. We tend to mix up weight and health an awful lot. And obviously yeah. we do need to be a healthy weight, but we don't need to be, you know, super skinny or obsessed with it and, and the way that sometimes we are. And I think sometimes we, I, and I've over all the years, I've seen lots of people who would be a healthy weight, but unhealthy because they're not getting their nutrition in. So when we talk about nuts and seeds, we know that they're really, really great um 
sources of nutrients that help the body, that help to reduce cancer risk. What we don't need is to sit down to, you know, a whole giant packet of salted peanuts sitting on the couch watching TV at night. But a handful of almonds through the day is a really good snack to get. A spoonful of seeds into your cereal in the morning is a lovely way. And it's really about adding up the fibre. So it's like everything. It's amounts. There mm. are they, Nuts and seeds are incredibly good foods to eat, but we don't need vast amounts of them. Mm. How about dairy, Sarah? Again, it's one that seems to change from time to time. A couple of years ago in, in our house, we moved to almost exclusively lactose-free milk. Um, yeah. And, and now, taste-wise, there isn't a difference. But, but we like the lactose-free milk. But milk in general and dairy products in general, yes or no? Oh, absolutely, yes. Really, really great foods to eat. Um, what we do need to limit when it comes to dairy is things like your butter and your cream because they're very high in saturated fat and that's definitely an issue around things like heart disease and so on. Mm. But your milk, your yogurt, your cheese are really excellent foods to take. You know, If you're lactose intolerant, it's fantastic that there's now lactose-free milk available. Mm. Um, but there is huge confusion about dairy and I see more sort of misinformation about dairy on, you know, kind of if you go on social media and things like that. Mm. So one of the myths I'd love to put to bed is the idea that dairy somehow causes cancer. In fact, the opposite is true. We know that people who drink milk and eat cheese and yogurt have a reduced risk of bowel cancer. Right. Um, so we actually, and we don't see any associations with um, dairy and increasing cancer. Now, I know when I say that, a lot of people have heard the opposite so often that they yes. actually find it hard to believe it's, that. It, you know? it is, isn't it? Let, let's pause on that isn't one for it? a second. It's so hard yeah. to find out what is true and what is not because the truth kind of seems to change. Like the other night, um, the wife cooked off some, some carrots for the dinner and she cooked them in butter. Now, they're absolutely gorgeous. Oh, she was saying, oh, they're, oh, they're cooked in butter. She said, we, we really shouldn't have them. You know? uh, now and again. Look, this is the thing. Like, I, I, one of the love, you say it's hard to find information on nutrition and I say that it, it, it is and it isn't. What you look for is someone who's actually studied nutrition because we have the issue in Ireland where anybody can sort of talk about nutrition and we take advice from, you know, somebody down the pub or whatever. Your registered dietitian, your core registered dietitian, if you are getting information there from someone who's talking about it, writing about it, or you can book in and go and see a core registered dietitian, you'll get the accurate advice. Um, but, you know, that's what I said about the butter. It's fine to have a bit of butter now and again. I am very partial to an egg fried in butter. It's absolutely delicious. Yeah. But... But it's not about doing it all the time. But I suppose I'd often say being a dietitian, I know that. And I don't waste my time feeling guilty, you know, on yeah. things like that. Because, you know, life is too short. Moderate, but, you know, moderation in all things, I think it's, it's what you well, that's exactly it, you know. So the idea is that you're bringing in the, the good nutrition, that you're getting your fruit and veg in, you're getting your nuts and seeds in. Focus on what to bring in. We don't need to be really obsessed about what to cut out or what to limit, um, but we do need to sort of bring it in. And it's it's one of the reasons, like as part of the Minding Me Gluten-Free for the Celiac Society, we're going to do a, a webinar next week. So it's on Wednesday at one o'clock and anybody can register. It's open to anybody, celiac disease or not. But what we want to talk about there are the foods that we can bring in to help reduce cancer risk and maybe take some of the fear and confusion out of it and that's sure. one of the reasons we're doing it is that as you said people getting access to the right information sure. um, so anybody can register at celiac.ie to come along to that now one to watch and one that surprises me finally obviously alcohol you, you know too much too much booze is not good for anybody but is there a cancer risk associated with it 
Unfortunately, there is. Um, and we, the World Cancer Research Fund would tell you there is no safe level of alcohol when it comes to cancer. So cancer is, or alcohol is unfortunately carcinogenic. Now, obviously, the less you drink, the better. Um, but certainly in Ireland, we could do with maybe reducing down the alcohol a little bit. Now, we're starting to. It's definitely changing with that. Um, but yeah, I have no good news for you on the cancer. Sometimes people say, oh, well, you know, is it is it good if we drink it? Is it good for your heart? And so on. But we do see alcohol associated, particularly with things like breast cancer, mouth cancer, liver and colon cancer. So it's definitely less is going to be better for that one. Right. Um, and I notice slightly less red wine than white wine. Well, it's just the amount. Red wine generally would be higher in alcohol content than white wine. So we'd often talk about, you know, a, if we talk about a standard drink or a unit in terms of wine, you might talk about 100 mils, um, which you should measure out. It's a lot smaller than you might think. Um, but that's for white wine. For red wine, um, which can be a lot higher in alcohol, that measure is around 75 mils, mm. which is really tiny. I know when people pour that out and think, wow. It's, barely, and it's one it of the things I'm fine. It barely wet the bottom I, of the glass, you know. Well, you see, this is it. And people are like, that can't be a glass. But the problem is, I think people don't realise how much alcohol there actually is in wine compared to something like, you know, a beer. Yeah. Um, but we tend to think about wine like beer in Ireland. You know, we tend to put it into the big glass and we tend to gulp it. But you have to be thinking about wine a lot closer to spirits <laughs> like whiskey, so a smaller glass and yeah. sip. I know I'm depressing people. No, I'm no, saying no, no, this. no, 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 no. I'm going, yeah, I had a glass of wine last night and there was a bit more than 75 minutes. There, there was. Yeah. Lastly, coffee. Now, as someone who loves his coffee, it's okay? It, you know, there's some lovely good news here. We are definitely seeing in the research a big trend toward coffee actually being protective against a couple of different kinds of cancer, but particularly colon cancer. Now, you've got to just balance it a little bit. But in the research, people having maybe between two and four cups of coffee a day are definitely having a reduced risk of colon cancer. So it's some, some good news at the end of all of this. That's fantastic. That's fabulous mm. news. <laughs> Isn't it? It's <laughs> nice to coffee might how, be good how, how about tea? We do. We see reductions in cancer with tea and um, we don't have massive research on black tea. So when we look at the research on green tea, it's the same plant, but they're just processed differently. Mm -hmm. So we do see reductions in liver cancer with green tea. But as we're getting more research on black tea, it seems to be having benefits around cancer reduction as well. Um, so absolutely go for your tea. If people want to join your webinar next week and indeed they don't have to have any connection to celiac disease at all, how can they go about it, Sarah? So you can register at celiac.ie. Um, so just pop along to the website. You can register there. Absolutely no problem. And anybody is welcome. As I said, if you have celiac disease, it, you know, we're really looking to get our members there. But anybody who wants to come along and get some really good, you know, science based information and get rid of some of that confusion um, about nutrition and cancer, anybody is absolutely welcome to come along. Okay, listen, good to speak with you on the opinion line. That is Sarah Kyo, registered dietitian and nutritionist with the Celiac Society. But celiac or not, uh, that webinar sounds fascinating. There were food. I'm, I'm, listen, that's the best news I've had all week. Quartz 96 FM.